What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Epic Gardening Podcast. Kevin Espiritu here. So I've got Mike Chang on the show this week. He is the in-house agronomist for Growers House, who are big hydroponic retailers. I've worked with them in the past. It's been fantastic. But Mike's got history in the tomato industry, cucumber industry, in academics for plant sciences, as well as in the cannabis industry. So Mike, it's it's really cool to have someone with your breadth of experience and, and knowledge on the show. Thanks for having me, Kevin. I'm uh, glad to be here. Hey, so we're kicking this week off with a plant nutrition overview, which, you know, I talk a lot about it on the show, you know, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, all these these micronutrients that plants need. But I think it's always good to have a refresher, especially at the end of the season, especially maybe if someone's been gardening for the first one or two years, uh, this last couple, couple years here, and maybe hasn't had that refresher. So why don't we just kind of kick it off with how plants actually use nutrients to grow. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great start. Um, I, I would actually take it a little bit further back and even say, how do these plant, how do these nutrients get into the plants? There you go. You know, a lot yeah. of the, yeah. Cause a lot of the times, you know, you hear someone say, oh, that plant needs more calcium, but you need to know how the plant takes it up. And if you want to know how to apply calcium correctly and have the plant take it up correctly. So there's, three main ways that plants will typically take up uh, nutrients from the soil. The first is going to be root interception or contact. So things like calcium, magnesium, zinc, and magnesium, uh, manganese, they just uh, go straight into the roots at contact and interception sites. There's mass flow, which is a big one. That's how you get most of your calcium, your magnesium, sulfur, and a lot of your micros. That is dependent on the water. So basically, these micronutrients and macronutrients move into the plant through the action of water. So if you're not applying enough water, you're not going to get sufficient input of those nutrients. And Is then this the, where I, I want to cut in here just sure. because it's such a classic uh, problem? And, you, and you've got history in the tomato industry, right? With yeah. things like blossom end rot where, oh, yeah. I mean, my understanding and you know maybe you've got a more nuanced or detailed take on it is that it is technically a calcium deficiency but mostly it's it's with the transport of the calcium not like a lack of the nutrient in general and it sounds like that kind of matches up with this mass flow idea right yeah absolutely and you know um you bring up the tomato industry which is a perfect example of this because since calcium is a mass flow ion and it needs to move up the plant with water the plant needs sufficient water to move it up so in a lot of these tomato greenhouses these vines actually vine out for 50, 60 feet, you know, they'll coil around the base of the entire uh, trellis system. So a lot of the times you need to increase the water intake to make sure that the plant transpires all of those nutrients up. And it is, in fact, you know, a part of it is going to be just calcium deficiency that causes blossom end rot as well. Yeah, it's interesting you say the wrapping because I saw, I think the first tomato hydro greenhouse that I saw was exactly that. I mean, you know, each tomato plant wrapped maybe 30 plus feet around the yeah. base of the hydro system. And you're just like, how is this still producing? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's amazing. They'll be able to produce almost as good as, you know, their first cluster. It's it's kind of great how far these uh, hydroponic tomato producers have gone in trying to optimize the growth conditions for that plant. Right. Yeah, it's fascinating. Okay, so we had mass flow and I believe there's probably one more way. Right. There's one more. It's going to be diffusion. So that's kind of like osmosis where these nutrients like phosphorus, potassium, zinc, they'll move into the roots on a gradient. So less of that particular nutrient in the root means that it moves from the root zone into the root. And that is much slower. What would what would be the most common way for plants to uptake nutrients? The, the first one that you mentioned? 
honestly, in a good, healthy soil system, it's going to be a combination of the three. Mm. Um, a big part of it also is your soil um, microbial health. Like it, you have a lot of microbes that help fixate things like nitrogen and phosphorus in the soil. So the diffusion is improved through things like mycorrhizae. But a lot of it, your main, I guess, if you were to ask which nutrients the plant uses the most and gets quickly, quickly um, it would be mass flow, I would have to say. Because that's where a lot of your nitrates and your calcium go through. And uh, that's typically what we would expect for large amounts of nutrients getting into the plant at a single time. Okay, that makes sense. When we talk about, now we, we kind of know how plants are taking these nutrients in. But now we, we do kind of get to that nutrition overview. And, you know, how true is it the conventional sort of take that you've got your NPK and then you have the rest and the rest are, quote unquote, less important than the, than the macronutrients? Is that how much nuance is there? You know, that's that's almost counter to what what I would say. I would say that the macronutrients are reliant on these micronutrients to mm. even be useful for the plant. Um, a lot of these micronutrients, you know, they're part of intermediary enzymes. They're part of certain key triggers in enzymatic and metabolism processes that allow the plant to make things like chlorophyll, make things like amino acids so that it can use that nitrogen and potassium. Would you say then that the reason that this macro micro thing sort of came about is, is maybe just on like the raw amount of nutrient used is is why they would say nitrogen phosphorus potassium or macro because it sounds like it's all an interconnected web anyways right absolutely yeah and that's absolutely 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 correct it's npk is going to be by far and away the highest use by the plant other than of course carbon and things like that as far as fertilization goes npk are the three big elements that the plant uses and then all of the other elements basically play a supporting role roger that Cool. Anything that you think should be myth busted, I guess, about just basic plant nutrition facts? Because, you know, we see these ridiculous videos go out on YouTube sometimes and these hacks and tricks and tips. And a lot of them, I think, uh, have a fundamental misunderstanding exactly of what we just talked about, of how plants are taking in, in nutrients. So is, is there anything that you kind of see and you kind of shake your head and you go, hmm, that's not quite right? You know, one thing is just the prevalence of over fertilizing, you know, um, you know, a lot of your previous guests have, have hit on this in their home, in people's home gardens. It's, you don't need to over fertilize. Um, if the plant doesn't have sufficient light, if it doesn't have sufficient CO2, if it's just not a plant that has the tolerance to grow with that amount of nutrients, you're really not doing anything. You're not improving your soil by adding too much fertilization. Um, the big thing is knowing how much fertilization that plant needs, and then kind of planning ahead for your fertilization needs. Everyone thinks you can grow bigger plants by just adding more fertilization. That's definitely not the case. You see that a lot in the hydro world, but if your grow environment doesn't have the CO2 for the plant to use all of these other fertilization compounds, then it's not going to. It's just going to choke out the plant. Yeah, it, it seems like, I mean, when I first started gardening, of course, I didn't know anything. And so one of the beliefs I had back then was, okay, well, if you give it more fertilizer, it has the capacity to use it no matter what. And of course, that's not true. I mean, that would be the same as saying like, you know, if I just had a ton of protein, I'm going to build muscle, right? Exactly. Like the, the, exactly. the, the mechanism. The dream, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine, right? I probably thought that was the case in college or something, <laughs> right. but you know, like I, I think 
the overfurt problem, which we'll be getting into a lot of this guys over the course of the week, is is definitely one I've both been guilty of and have have scaled back quite a bit as as the years have rolled on. So hey, that's a fantastic overview, Mike. Tomorrow, guys, we are going to dive a little bit deeper into macro and micronutrients now that we kind of have this overview. So stay tuned. Good luck in the garden and keep on growing. If you're hungry for more epic gardening content or you are a visual or video learner, then come follow me over on Instagram. It's actually where I meet most of my gardening friends, including many of the guests that you've heard on this podcast. It's a fantastic community we've got over there. So head on down to the podcast description or follow me at at Epic Gardening and I'll see you over on Instagram. Good luck in the garden and keep on growing.